I don't ever want to watch Deep Space Nine because that show sucks. No, don't say that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to see your face. Captain Foot, Stardate 8131.23.1. Welcome aboard Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of cinema scenes to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she's not allowed in Starfleet until her brain powers stop making her shipmates crazy. It's Ambassador Danae. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I feel like I am destined to make my shipmates crazy forever. Even without the mental powers? Yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, our version of Starfleet is way more tolerant than your version of Starfleet. Do we have a version of Starfleet? Um, okay, sorry. The real version of Starfleet is more... I say real. I wish it was real. <laughs> the real version of Starfleet is more tolerant than your version of Starfleet, which kicks people out based on their differences. Some people just need to have a check-in. There needs mm -hmm. to be some sort of like... <laughs> Like customs declaration form, like a nothing to declare line, yeah. but for powers. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. for Do powers. Do you have anything that you're bringing onto the ship that could be dangerous? That's not a bad idea. I'm just saying, like, if I if I am going to work with people, I feel like I should be told that there's a chance that I might suddenly be impacted by them in yeah. proximity. And, and mm -hmm. here are the warning signs of getting ill. What what yeah, do you think the yeah. warning signs of working with me are <laughs> when things have gone wrong? It's kind of like a mild irritation, but you don't know where it's coming from. It's like a chafing? Because, <laughs> no, well, no, not chafing. <laughs> but it's kind of like something's annoying me, but I don't know what it is. Because you're you're so subtle and nice about it. But then you're just like, it's Danae. She's driving me crazy because she's right. This thing I'm doing is wrong and she has a better way of doing it and she's right. Wow. I kind of like this. I accept yeah. your description of me, Captain Whittington. Man, I was walking a fucking line there. <laughs> Before we get into some emails, there was one more shocking thing about Vulcans I wanted to see if you knew about. You should know this one, I think. Do you know about the Vulcan neck pinch? Yes. Yeah. Because that's another superpower that I think they shouldn't have. <laughs> Anyone. any, Pretty much anybody. Unconscious. Immediate. Neck pinch, unconscious. I learned how to do this in martial arts. It's not a thing. It is a thing. Do it to me. No, I, I absolutely Knock will not out. because it's been too Knock long. I haven't been trained in it long enough. I don't want to damage you. I don't believe it's a thing. It I think is everybody a thing. would be doing it. I think everyone would do it if it you, was a thing. Well, when you, I would do it to myself to get to sleep. If you learn martial arts in the proper environment, you don't do it because the only reason you use yourself as a weapon is if you have to, not for funsies. Yeah, but humans. <laughs> I'm sure it's happening. We just don't we, know about humans it. Humans eat Tide Pods. That happened. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, you're right about that. I just, I think it's, if we had an off button like Data, it would be game over. But we, just. but we, but we do. <laughs> We're just a neck pinch. It's, it's, it's more of a chopping action with I your hands. Know, but now we're like kind of bordering into if you punch me yeah there's a chance you'll knock me out yeah i mean a precision yeah precise yeah this pressing this node will make you lose consciousness if you are precise in a hand chop to the right spot on the neck you will go unconscious yeah man feel free to experiment on me do it i refuse i want to sleep okay there's a part of me that's super chaotic that's so, that super <laughs> wants to say yes 
We're going to video it. This no, will be I'm how not. Captain no, <laughs> I am not going to be held responsible for it. What, no, I'm not this doing it. This will be how Captain's Pod debuts on TikTok and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying to chop me. Do the Vulcan neck pinch challenge. No, start of the thing. Okay, let's do some emails. Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and, well, email. Okay, first one is from Twitter. Apologies in advance, because I'm going to butcher your name. Ken Holtzhauser, um, at Dr. Von Wehr. Um, I think I got all of that right. Correct me if I didn't. Uh, I'm so glad I discovered this podcast. So much fun. Here's a question as you're discussing watching TOS episodes. Will it all be classics you throw... Will it all be the classics that you throw in, or will you do some hardcore, campy, messy nonsense in there as well? Oh, please, hardcore, campy nonsense in there as well. Please do the campy. I want to see some crazy, crazy. TOS has it. I think TOS has the craziest episodes. My dad and I used to sit down and watch ridiculous sci-fi. I will Mm -hmm. never forget coming into the living room, and he had on flash gordon yeah and i was enthralled because <laughs> okay. i was so little that it was amazing do you know what i mean like it was yeah. amazing because i had never seen anything like that and i was little enough to not be seeing like the Pure strings attached you know yeah 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 so there was something about watching that kind of like mm-hmm. ridiculousness happening in sci-fi that i will always be open for uh, did, like buck rogers did he ever watch buck rogers i don't remember like crawl do you remember Kroll? No, I never watched Kroll. Oh Kroll. my God. Kroll is delightfully strange. It's such a... It, it, anyway, Kroll is where I had a phobia of people with pure black eyes. Came from that movie. Mm. Oh, I know this story. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that creepy MFers. Um, so 2S has some like super campy stuff. Like You see a man in a rabbit costume on... They basically take some like flower drugs and hallucinate rabbits and stuff. It's pretty insane. It sounds um, like Minecraft. Yeah, it's, that's kind of a Minecraft episode. There's a lot of dancing, a lot of naked women, a lot of naked men. Um, Why is this sounding like something we shouldn't do? Let's yeah, fucking no, do it. Yeah, no, you're right. We should do it. I, w- I guess I was going to introduce you with some like top tier philosophical TOS, but I guess we just do the campy shit. No, okay. show me the reason that this TOS was TOS. I want to... All right, I want to yeah, show yeah, you yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. bonkers shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're definitely leaning towards doing some TOS now. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you for that, Ken. Uh, next up, Stephen, um, who is Link on Twitch. I finally found your question. I found it buried in the annals of Twitter. Um, it's a slightly late question. Um, it goes, I have a question for you guys. Is there any cameos you would like to see in the next season of Lower Decks? And if so, who would you like to see? So from all of Star Trek, who would you like to see appear animated in this season of Lower Decks? Worf, of course. Right. Like, how could I? I don't think I could. I don't think there's another answer to that question for me. Uh, I'm honestly a little bit shocked we haven't seen him already i think he has the right voice for it obviously data would be fantastic some form of data but yeah data would um, be incredible really any of them would be fun but uh i i think Worf, after seeing him in picard yeah i'm a bit obsessed with Worf. especially i want to know what oh specifically i want to know what he did between the last tng movie and picard because he's been on a fascinating journey 
to end up the wharf that we see him in Picard season three. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I choose wharf. Yeah. I think my answer would be Data or the holographic Doctor from Voyager. Oh, yeah. That'd be I miss his sarcasm. Oh, so he much. was such a And I want to know what he's character. doing. Yeah. He's so witty. And I want to know how he's doing. Like, now that he's he has freedom, he's one of the... And, and to tie that in with uh, Badgie, the Combadge, and Peanut Hamper, the AI stuff, the hologram stuff, uh, he, they could draft him in to help defuse that situation. Maybe I've just predicted Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> he would be great. I would, I would love to see him. That would be my answer, I think. Nice. Well, thank you for your questions, guys. Um, drop us an email, captainspod at cinemasins.com. Uh, Captain's Pod CS on Twitter and uh, CinemaSins, no, discord.gg slash CinemaSins to chat with us on there. Okay, let's do some predictions. The episode title this week, I actually really need to read this one. They're throwing some weird titles at us. Uh, this is season four, episode six, Path Ferengi's Heart Place. I don't know. I know those words. I don't know what okay, path means, so but I know the words, but not you, what they mean. So are you saying path? Path, P-A-R. T-H. Oh, that's just not built for a British person to say. It's really not. Path. It's really not. Path. So can you say... Path. Can you say paths, path? Paths, path. <laughs> paths, Ferengi's heart, place. Can you say the word path and path back... Do you mean in your accent? Path? No, you. Like, yeah. Like, I just want to hear you say path, path and path. What path? Like P-A-T-H. Oh. Path path no you're you know path. you do not say path, <laughs> path. Not, path. you don't path. say path so in the north of england they'd say path but what do you um, say i say path okay can you say path and path as you say it path and path you are such a liar you say I'm path so confused what you, you say want path, me to say. And path. Path. And, path and path oh right yeah yeah yeah. They were, they're, they're both the same path and path <laughs> thank yeah. you you were telling me to say path and path in the way that you say it would sound like path and path right. but if an american was saying it it would be i'm not asking american to say it to i'm asking you to say it and you're not well, american but i was confused so path path <laughs> would be exactly the same now path, path. now say walter and water <sighs> please walter walter <laughs> I'm saying two different words, okay? It's not the same thing. Sorry. Uh, you know, what were we talking about? Before we get into the episode, on my flight over here, the lady ignored me. She was like, "Can you? Do, would you like a drink? And I said, yeah, I'd like some water. And she said, what? I said, glass of water. And she went, okay, and left. <laughs> Didn't come back with a drink. Poor you. My life is so hard. Anyway, predictions. What's happening in this episode? Um, Ferengi's heart path. So we're talking about no a path. Ferengi's heart place. We're talking about a path to a Ferengi's heart, which is through the ears. So this is clearly an yeah. episode about Ferengi sex. Okay, nice, big prediction. Ferengi sex. Get it? S oddly specific prediction. Shenanigans. Just the, the shenanigans no, of okay, no, okay, okay. no. Okay, you you can do better than that. Oddly specific. Yeah. Okay. As if this is the first time we've done this. We're going to see an apparatus that is designed for smoking. Inhalation okay. of some kind. Inhalation of a imbibement of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> What's um, wrong with me? Insane. I'm going to play it really safe. Mm. 
And much like last week with the Beta Zeds, I'm going to say we're going to go to the Ferengi home planet. Okay. Again, not a place we've been to. We have been on it in Deep Space Nine. We haven't been there a lot. And again, I think it's something Lower Decks loves to do. And I was very wrong last week. We did not go to Beta Zed. Oddly specific. Um, we will see a Ferengi cat. A Ferengi cats, like the hairless cats with the big ears, like Mr. Mr. Bigglesworth. They have to. They have to be now, yeah. don't they? They're all Siamese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all kind of look a bit Ferengi because that's what aliens do. Right, I'm completely lost. I don't know what we're doing. Let's go to ten. Let's go to the holodeck to watch the episode, and we'll see you all in ten forward. We will be walking in the turbo lift. Yes. So I guess I find a new yes! sounder. Yes. <laughs> okay, just play a sounder of people walking. Computer, beam us out. No. <laughs> Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what would you like from the replicator? Uh, water. Water? Just, just water? Just water. After watching Mariner drink that much, oh my I goodness, water. You need to hydrate and get some electrolytes. Yeah. I I do want the, the liquid that was glowing, the blue glowy liquid. I want to drink you that. You don't want the one that makes you have Ferengi ears? No, but grow? that's the helmet. I can put any drink in that. And I already have one of those. So it looked like I don't Mountain need Dew, to. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just really glowy Mountain Dew. All right. Give us a synopsis. Okie dokie. In this episode, we find out what would happen if two of our lovebirds decided to lovebird it up. Fla flash forward. We don't get to see them in lingerie, but we do get to see their naked effigies in chocolate. Yeah, naked-ish. And that's the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> what does Mariner do? Uh, in today's episode, we visit the the Ferengi homeland mm -hmm. called Ferengi Land. Nope. Ferengologist. Nope. You're gonna get so it. Ferengologist. Nope. Fereng Ferengi. Nope. He. he. So close. Come on, you can do it. Pharyngia. No, closer. Pharyng... Pharyngeal. Not even close. That's a different word entirely. Do you think that Pharyngi came from pharyngeal, though? Like, now that I'm thinking about it. No. Wait, what does how, that mean? How about phalange? Probably. Probably. I would love to know what the origins of Pharyngi is. Pharyngi... China. Pharyngi China? Pharyngina. No, right. I <laughs> had another place name on the end of Ferengi. Oh my God. I don't remember. Are we going to do this for the rest of the show? Yeah, this is it. This is in the next God 50 minutes. Ferenginar. Ferenginar. There we go. A place that maybe some people have been before, but not most people. It's been long enough that they need to update some sort of a travel brochure. And who better to go than our beloved team of adventurers? A. <sighs> Somebody who needs counseling slash mariner, um, who is still in this spiral of self-loathing mm. and mm. um self-sabotage. Uh Boimler, who finally takes a vacation unexpectedly. Kinda. But and still manages to ruin it. And our our lovebirds who are faking it. Why? Because there's something that needs to be signed. And it's gonna get signed in a way that makes sure that you trust each other because you don't trust each other. Really, not a lot happens in this episode. <laughs> and on that note, did you enjoy it? How do you feel about this week's episode? Overall uh, thoughts and feelings. I, 
so on if if we're gonna be ranking this season this would be on the bottom for me Mm, okay but i still liked it yeah but it wasn't one that i was like yeah but also i am not like a super frankie fan Mm -hmm. but i feel like this episode did a good job of staying in like the world of frankie Mm -hmm. for ranganar yeah where where they had that like little plate what was that uh like the what is it called the monument that was to debt or something oh the you know? it was the dominion war memorial but it wasn't about anyone that died it was just about the lost prophets yes so they're like this there's these kind of fun ways that the ferengi people and their ways mm. were on the showcase so i feel like this would be a they're beloved branding. episode for most what did you what did you think of it so i mean just to address the ferenginess of it the ferengi episodes can be hit or miss in general and there are people that love ferengi episodes and people that hate them like in tng there would be big klingon episodes and people would be like skip deep space nine had a lot of ferengi episodes where they dove like most of what we know about the Ferengi and their culture and the money grabbing and stuff comes from Deep Space Nine. So this is very much an homage to one of those episodes. Uh, and overall, I liked it. It's still, for me, in the mid-season lull. So this week and last week, we're are on the bottom end of kind of what we've experienced so far. But I still enjoyed it. But that's probably because I know, like, Lita and Rom, the Grand Nagus and his first clerk, I know them from Deep Space Nine. Oh, so interesting. I have a lot to tie okay, in. okay. So all of so, the baseball stuff made sense to me. I loved that. So did that's interesting because for me they're new characters and so mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. their dynamic. Did it change for you knowing that from the start they were getting taken to the cleaners? I, I feel like Captain was clear, like you're getting taken to the cleaners. Yeah. Like you are so so her confidence gave me that sort of i got more confident that she was right but because mm-hmm. i didn't know the two characters i didn't yeah i wasn't sure if they were really putting on a ruse or not yeah did I that could, change for you no i could tell because so rom and lita are an item they're together and they get together on during the series of deep space nine and rom is like the least ferengi ferengi and he's like much more reasonable and whenever quark is trying to con somebody rom is kind of like failing at being a ferengi and trying to be more like generous and giving his son joins starfleet he's the first ferengi in starfleet and lita eventually falls in love with him and whenever quark is trying to take advantage of rom because rom is stupid he's a great engineer but he has no common sense at all lita will dive in and be like rom you don't want to do this this is what you want to do um and so he really didn't have this but because it seemed like he was aware that they were scamming yeah like by the end it's clear that he was playing extra dumb right to play along with this but it's definitely lita's plan and lita would have taken the lead um, gotcha. But yeah, at the end of Deep Space Nine, he is elected, quote unquote, Grand Nagus of Ferenginar. So he is the world leader. So we knew that. It's interesting to know what he's been doing since. And like loads uh, of reforms. Okay. Joining the Federation is huge. Yeah, let's like, talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's just dive straight in. I love that because that's a big canon event to like steal a phrase. 
that's that's a big deal like that is something like the ferengi we've known them since the beginning of tng they've always been antagonists them mm-hmm. joining the federation is a big deal so i love that lower decks is allowed to yeah. add to the world so it's now oh, that's official really interesting for the ferengi are part of the federation that's a huge freaking deal that's really really big especially for such a lame signature <laughs> yeah but come on is wrong they usually I do mean, things by fingerprints but it's weird that he signed in english you know correct yes federation I guess that's standard a sin. i just realized um yeah that is really that's really nice it's a big I, step it, it must feel good as a writer to mm-hmm. know that something that you suggested is being adopted by the greater story because there's obviously fan-based stuff that isn't canon but this is obviously yeah. canon so that also must mean then that the ferengi culture in and of itself there is enough of a a trust in how they operate that mm. the federation can confidently interact and in this episode our captain knows their language knows their way enough that she mm. was able to show that the federation is trustworthy by understanding their way and i yeah. like that scene a lot more than i probably should have no i, I love that as well because there is this kind of colonial thing about the federation expanding and expanding and aliens are worried that when they join the federation they lose part of themselves and they just become humanized so i love that they've addressed that and that the ferengi don't want to join unless they can keep some core values Mm -hmm. and beliefs that they have um i i really like that because at the end of deep space nine we know that rom is introducing some reforms like social welfare stuff like that and cork is going crazy because he's like this isn't about profits this is about helping people what's going on but i like that we haven't gone all the way to humanizing them and lita is still letting them be about profit and making a good deal and bartering because that's what makes the ferengi interesting well it starts off with them saying here's a gift and here's the bill for the gift oh it's beautiful i love that and the federation pays them like yeah. understanding okay this is part of how things are going to be with mm-hmm. you is a sort of expectation i didn't i don't know how i felt about so so some of the customs that they have mm. is really where a show like lower decks can just be insane like uh-huh. this starfleet themed restaurant <laughs> i love that so much which i love the star trek themed restaurant yes. let's just be clear like that was really mm-hmm. fun but the idea that you have to showcase your love and prove it by having compliments that can be uh, weighed against some sort of uh, technology that can tell if you're lying and then you have to have sex so that everyone (laughs) can hear you have sex now i guess i guess the the reality is is for all time if anyone was to purchase this package at Mm -hmm. starfleet that at the starfleet wine and dine barbecue inn whatever they called it uh what what was the name of that one i want to look it up because i thought it was pretty fun oh i can't remember the starfleet experience bar and grill (laughs) there we go i want to go there that technically you don't have to seal the deal of your relationship (laughs) you can just make the noises and Mm -hmm. make it sound like however you want it to sound like this is also technically canon you know you have to think like yay they're in (laughs) they're part of starfleet but also in canon (laughs) that there's a place that starfleet chose to send tendy and rutherford to pretend to be in a relationship and just didn't explain to them that this was going to be happening so the whole time you don't think no because this was to update the tourism guide 
So they may not oh, know about these new something places. Something that evolves at a restaurant, I guess it's. I don't know. Just a new restaurant with a new a new thing. There's a lot of sexiness in Star Trek. So um, much. So much. I yeah. do love that the bar and grill is loosely based on the Star Trek experience that was in Las Vegas once upon a time, and they had a big Enterprise D and Voyager hanging up in the sky, and that was kind of like an homage oh. to that. So I, that was a really, really nice touch. I stole yeah. that from Twitter. Um, that's nice. But that's really, really, really cool. So can we, should we maybe also, before we continue to have a round mm-hmm. episode and talk about what we liked and we didn't like it and things like that, should we talk about our predictions? Oh, I mean, of course. Danae is itching to talk about her prediction because your oddly specific, sorry, your big prediction. My big prediction. Your big prediction was that there would be Ferengi sex. Um, sadly, that did not happen. There was a naked Ferengi, and there was a there was sexy no sex. restaurant. There was some almost sex. There was no actual Ferengi sex. There was more sex in this episode than I anticipated, and that's <laughs> on me. That's my bad. I personally was surprised at how close I got on that one. That yeah. was, I mean, I you almost... Close. Yeah. yeah. And and I feel like my, my oddly specific one was some sort of smoking slash inhalation apparatus mm-hmm. and i yeah. i feel like we were really close to that too and some of there should have like been the one library, in the library somewhere right? yeah uh-huh right. there really should have been um my big prediction was that we go to Ferengana, which you immediately were correct immediately about. got that immediately. right i should have got that right last week as well they should have gone to beta z that should have been a, a safe guess but that's fine i'll take one week and the specific one is that there was going to be a ferengi cat i was really confident we'd see a ferengi cat but i didn't see one anywhere i didn't, I didn't see one anywhere either but at no. the same time we're not like watching this to the details that we would if we were actually reviewing it yeah actually sitting 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 it um cool so um good place to go to is without the deep space nine context of lita and rom did you enjoy that subplot with the admiral that's dismissing freeman and the negotiating backwards and forwards did you feel lost in it or did you enjoy it did it work for me the story was about the shenanigans happening with our crew yeah it wasn't super interesting to me because i thought well this is just going to do whatever it's going to do i know it's not going to blow up all of starfleet yeah it might get them in trouble and i wasn't attempting to even figure that part out exactly mm-hmm. i was i was really distracted by mariner at, at this point the, uh, the show is so focused on her self-sabotage yeah and i have to believe that it's for a reason but i'm worried it's not because sometimes we have the character flaws that we write into character mm-hmm. development and they're a really important part of character development because flaws enhance our own humanity and remind us that we can't be perfect and we shouldn't be perfect and that mistakes are part of life or problems are part of life like all that all all that is a really beautiful part of a character but with mariner i'm worried about her at this point it's not just her mom problems or trying to prove who she is to her mother it's not daddy issues she's Mm -hmm. not trying to prove who she is to daddy it's not even authority issues anymore because she's getting along with it's something deep inside of her sin that is not mm-hmm. allowing her to be happy and yeah. the reason that i'm so distracted by it is because i want it to be a purposeful move by the writers like i want this to be poised to showcase like somebody struggling with depression 
or just an opportunity to talk about what happens when you really have to face yourself in the mirror and say, why am I sabotaging my life? Mm-hmm. This literally is no one else but me. What's going on? Is it mm-hmm. uh, is it a chemical imbalance thing? Is it a learned behavior thing? Is it an environmental stress thing? Should I even be in Starfleet? Is this right for me? Like, w- where are they taking her? Because it feels like it's either going to be meaningful or it's going to be a story crutch. And I don't want it to be a story crutch, like so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm certain it's deliberate and I'm certain it's going somewhere because multiple characters said, hey, why are you doing this to yourself? Like they're hanging a lantern on it, like a lot. That still doesn't mean that I like it because this is one of my worries that I had at the start of this season was, are we going to have Boimler in a circle of self-doubt? And are we going to have Mariner in a circle of self-sabotage? And there is a fine line between making that part of their character and making it the only thing that they bloody do, which is, it's the only thing we seem to be doing with Mariner, is this self-sabotage stuff. Like, I'm fine exploring that, but it seems to be the only thing that we're exploring with her. Like, we can't see her do anything else. I love her voice act, like the voice acting and the emotion. I love her. And and the character itself is really interesting and dynamic and they've kind of explored her attempting to sabotage her um her crew that that she reports to and that's even failing so the the writers are clearly cutting off avenues of being Mm. able to excuse away her behavior yeah exactly yeah i just want to believe it's for a reason so i was distracted by that um and i was even a bit distracted by the tendy uh rutherford stuff as well Mm. Like I'm so proud. You remembered everyone's name. I know I'm doing so good. The um there's also in writing, of course, we want to see the love stories reflected for some reason. No, we don't. <laughs> um <laughs> and this episode did an interesting thing where it's like, okay, we're gonna explore that clearly we're showing you guys that these two have incredible chemistry, but it doesn't have to be romantic. That's the lesson I took from it as well. They're more yeah. comfortable in their friendship and when they were on top of each other in the jeffries tube at the end i was delighted i was so happy because i'm like i have friends that i'm super fucking comfortable with give them hugs and snuggle up on the couch and watch tv that doesn't mean a fucking thing other than i'm just comfortable and Mm. and it's nice to see that done if they undo this and make them into a romantic couple i'll have to eat that later but i'll be no no no. i'll be so if that happens i will be baffled and it would have to be something that happens in like season seven where so much more has happened i feel like this that b plot c plot whatever you want to call it in this episode was explicitly saying we hear you no yes you want them you think you want them to get together yes they're a great pair yes they complement each other well that's not what we're trying to do with these characters right now they are like you said friends that are very close work well together are not for whatever many reasons that don't have to be explained not interested in pursuing a relationship together yeah yeah i love that that was actually quite fresh there is that element of her blushing when receiving a compliment and often when we see that it denotes that there is some sort of a feeling there Mm. but it also just could be somebody like enjoying getting a compliment and it was unexpected and it just and it doesn't have to be romantic you can also acknowledge that you're attracted to somebody without (laughs) wanting to be in a relationship with them yeah absolutely so i think I think like I was watching kind of that going, where are you going here? And then I was relieved and yeah. I'm watching, you know, Mariner and I'm thinking like, 
why am I so frustrated and annoyed at this lack of character development? But honestly, I know people like in my real life who like they self-sabotage because there's just a lot going on that unresolved issues that they just they really need to talk to somebody professionally about and it's going to take time. There's trauma, there's something going on and oh how beautiful would it be to watch this show hit a deeper note like that rather mm -hmm. than the temptation to keep her as somebody who's just going to because we we we've seen her be a good friend we've yeah. seen her self-sacrifice so that her friends get to do something cool or great or not advance because she knows somebody else like we've seen her do really great things for her people she is thoughtful she does care she is like she's a dynamic character yeah so this is an example of when someone's um uglier side has the potential to ruin things and the Ferengi character that's opposite her called her out on it in a way I don't think that other people could in yeah. her crew. And that just has to be purposeful. So I was distracted by that because I really got into thinking about the deeper elements of what it means to have a Mariner character front and center um, as she mm -hmm. goes through this sort of like uh, spiral of whatever she's yeah. going through and what it means. So there's that. And then with the, um, who else, who else? Oh, Boimler. Boimler just kind of like disappeared, didn't he? On this one. Yeah. This seems to be happening with Boimler a lot. Like he gets relegated to some real D plot kind of stuff. Yeah. Like he doesn't have center stage a lot. And I'm kind of okay with that, but it does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? Is it because the voice actor is doing other things? I mean, is I would possible? believe that. Like Jack Quaid is a uh wanted quantity at the minute. Like he's doing a lot of stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, he loves doing this. Like, he loves doing Star Trek. Um, I think it is a deliberate story thing as well. I imagine we'll have more of him. Maybe when, like, the AI stuff, the secret alien ship, whatever that is doing, turns up. But, yeah, yeah, he's still kind of spinning his wheels a little bit for me, too. Yeah, and I didn't... I, I don't mind it. I don't... I, I genuinely don't mind it, because I, I think Boimler... And even in the way that they're talking about him, the the um, higher ups are talking about him, like, I really like this kid. Like he's yeah, he's got it. And that they were proud of him for getting completely distracted by a television series. <laughs> we can all relate to that. Yeah. Like that's all happened. of a sudden an hour has gone by and I'm just browsing short an songs. An hour. I wish it was YouTube. just an hour. <laughs> my God. So I really related to that. Can you imagine if Boimler found shorts? <laughs> oh my God. Short circuited. Short circuited yeah. his brain. So it was oh interesting. Goodness. So like our, our crew seems to be doing their little thing. So it was kind of a light approach yeah. to that. And then the other thing is it still feels a bit like, what's the progression here? The progression on this one seems to be the big news that the Frankie are part of the Federation, which of course Star yeah. Trek nerds are going to be excited about. But we also still don't have any answers about peanut hamper no we have the the opening where a ferengi ship is destroyed so it's another race there's just kind of like it's just hey they're they're indiscriminately picking on all of these races for whatever reason are they testing the weapon are they just hitting whatever comes across their path but when freeman said that the ferengi like kind of accelerated their admission into the federation because their shipping lanes were being attacked it looks like there is some targeted attacks going on like it's not entirely random it seems like specific ships are being attacked so i'm quite interested quite interested in that yeah. in mind, we are at episode 
behind everyone. So yeah, we are an episode behind. This week's behind. episode has revealed some stuff. Well, we don't know it yet. So let's talk about what we could say uh, that we learned in this episode, which is that one of the Ferengi people on the ship at the beginning yes. was somehow involved. Keith, I think his name was. I hope it's Keith. <laughs> but I think it was like K-E-E-F. <laughs> I would just love to meet a Ferengi named Keith. Just like Keith. a regular Keith. Yeah. Oh, a regular Keith, not a Keith. Amazing. Yeah, and there was some. So there's something about that. So somebody knows what's going on outside yeah. of whomever is in the ship, and mm-hmm. and it does seem to have a purpose, and it does seem to be in uh, a, a small development, but it's pretty obvious that this is going to be. So, so how many episodes are there now? Uh, we got seven, eight, nine, and ten left. So this was episode six. Four left. Okay, so so hopefully. They do something before episode nine. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just the season Ugh. finale. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think they will. I think there's only so far they can they can go with it. Um, my prediction that all of those clips are going to play together to make an episode isn't might might be holding together, but it's just a five minute clip of ships getting blown up. Yeah, yeah. I think overall it was fun. Uh, what did you think about? So, so do we know anything about this um, Frankie character that uh, Mariner is friends with, or is this the first yeah. time that we've met? Them? So. This character came up in, it's a season one episode. It's one that you haven't seen. And basically they go, Boimler and Mariner go on an away mission. And Boimler's still trying to figure out Mariner. And Boimler's like kind of annoyed that he's not in charge of the mission. And all throughout this away mission, he makes a ton of mistakes. And Boimler, uh, Mariner has all of the answers. And Mariner is like, this regulation says this, this species does that, that cocktail does that. And he's like, how do you know all of this? You hate Starfleet, you hate your job. I do all of the studying and I keep getting it wrong. And at the very end of the episode, they're getting back to their shuttle. This Ferengi turns up out of nowhere. First time a Ferengi appeared on Lower Decks. So I was like, yay, Ferengi! Um, and like does the typical hunched back Ferengi stuff and Boimler's like stand back this is a Ferengi and Mariner's like that's not a Ferengi that's a Bolian and the Ferengi is this person and it's her friend and she's asked him to come along to make Boimler feel better so she gets everything wrong about Ferengi Boimler saves the day and she like owes him a favor or something and he eventually straightens himself up, puts his monocle on, and is like, oh, Mariner, anytime, happy to help. Was my Ferengi impression good? And he, like, plays up the Ferengi stereotype. So, we, yeah, we've seen him before. Clearly, they have a history. So, so it was cool Ferengi for him to come back. No, he is a Ferengi, but he's a very, like, kind of intellectual, smart Ferengi. The idea was that the stereotype isn't all Ferengi. There is okay. a spectrum of Ferengi as well, which is always fun. So then the sin would be um, monocles indicate intelligence cliche okay okay (laughs) how do we know this frankie is smart he's wearing glasses uh exactly okay 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 well that was um it clearly felt like something that they knew each other yeah and and then mariner getting into a fight at the library was like they really didn't we didn't go into a lot of different places no, this episode like clipped by so it quick. Really did. Beats like the the romance stuff. It does the self sabotage stuff, and it does Boimler binging stuff. That's 
That's part of that's, that, that's kind of it. Did we miss anything? Like, did you did the episode do anything for you that you really are excited that they they did as like a Star Trek fan? Besides, obviously, the big one being the Ferengi joining the. Star no, just the Ferengi stuff. Like okay. seeing more Frank Ferenginar was fine. Like we got to see the more touristy spots, but seeing Lita and Rom and hearing their voices again. Um, I, what's he, uh, I think the actor's name is Max Groden Grodencheck um who plays rom has such a distinctive voice he barely has to change it from his regular voice it's that really deep oh, i like baseball baseball is fun <laughs> and he's so hilarious um yeah he's he's great i loved seeing him but yeah frankie joining the federation that's the that's the most exciting bit for me what was the line this is what heaven would look like if god was stupid or something don't you steal my quote at the end of the episode <laughs> don't you do it it was just a funny way of don't describing it i'm so sorry it's incredible i was like i didn't didn't know which way that was going because i thought oh mariner must really like it and then it ends with if god was stupid <laughs> it's so great it's such a backhanded insult i love mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing but yeah loved that um i think that's it from the episode we had a couple of deep space nine references so um mariner is polishing some self-sealing stem bolts um and they were kind of like the punchline of a lot of deep space nine things so quark would be smuggling self-sealing stem bolts oh uh, we don't know what stem bolts are or why they need to self-seal and like o'brien would be like i'm missing my self-sealing stem bolts um it, there would always be like the replicator was only making self-sealing stem bolts or where did all of these self-sealing stem bolts came from and you see them but you don't know what they do what they are or how they exist so it's yeah perfect that mariner happens to be polishing one yeah and boimler said something about you're doing it so aggressively you're gonna burn a hole through it or something like that yeah it won't be able to self-seal anymore which yeah. is kind of like why are they self-sealing what do they do <laughs> so that's still the question yeah okay um I did like that they're still working on the Sequoia, the shuttle that with yeah. each season gets gradually that. more. They haven't, we haven't seen it in a little while, but gradually, 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 that ship is getting more and more prepared and will no doubt be taken on an adventure at some point. And it's going to be good. Oh, maybe yeah. it's what they escape on when they have to leave their ship because it's going to be destroyed by Peanut Hamper. Speaking of ships, yep. what did uh -huh. you think of having two ships in orbit? That was my next note. How pretty is the ship? I don't know what class it is. I didn't even read what it was, but it looks like a jacked up version of the California class with like a bit more muscle, like it's had some steroids or something. It's so pretty. I saw it. I thought, I don't know what <sighs> makes this pretty, but Ian will. <laughs> Going to address the chat. It's a Vancouver class ship, and I think we we have seen it before in another episode. I think it was in one of the season finales. But anyway, it's very, very pretty. Um, I love the gag when Ransom comes in and says, So, Lieutenant Junior Grade? Lieutenant Junior's Grade. Lieutenant Junior's Junior Grades. Anyway, you, you guys. <laughs> Wondering where to put the plural is something we've had to do quite often like where does the plural belong on, on this line them. that's the yeah. answer just put it Lieutenant on every one of them. juniors grades mm -hmm. <laughs> amazing um anything else you loved from the episode danae i sort of love the like there was a moment when boimler was looking at his to-do list and then he started crossing mm -hmm. them off and his number one was just like get checked in or something super simple and lame <laughs> And I love this. Need that. I love this little glance into this man's mind that would probably have like walk across the carpet, check. Yeah. Like, yeah. Turn door knob, check. Flies. Yeah. yeah. Walk so, bottom, front to back. 
Um, but the reason I mentioned that is not because it was such a standout thing, but I really love the details of Lower Decks. And mm -hmm. I'm sure if you were to go back and pause it and look at the landscape and read all the signs of the, like, of yeah. Ferengi land, Ferengi, y'all, Ferengari. Nope. Right, Ferengalpha 2. Nope. Nope. That you would see so much detail. Ferengina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would. I nearly sinned, like, why was there a bookstore? Like, why was there books, books, books? And of course, they immediately addressed it. I was like, yeah, this library hasn't had, had another book written in it in a thousand years. Or the food on the table, you know, where it looks just like mealworms or something. I'm sure all of yes. it has a purpose and it comes from somewhere. Oh, yeah. It so. comes from other episodes where that's grubs. They love eating grubs. That's their meal of choice. There you go. And so yeah. I, I was watching even the library scene thinking, oh, if I had the time to stop and really look into everything, yeah. there's probably a reason or a purpose for everything. In this for sense. sure. Yeah. Um, there was just one other line that I really liked, and it was, since the Cerritos is statistically the horniest and least committed ship, <laughs> this is why they've been picked. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah, this is why they have to just scan for STDs it. every weekend. Yeah, they really need clear to clear them out of the buffer. Um, my last note was kind of based on what you said about the signing of the Federation Treaty thing being less interesting. It's one of the times where we've referenced another iteration of Star Trek, and it hasn't really been part of the main story. So I think that was harder to appreciate unless you have all of the Deep Space Nine knowledge you don't mm. get how powerful Lita is you don't get how stupid rom is and yet he's playing even stupider um you i think you do miss some nuance that i think other episodes have done a better job of intertwining the fan service in um i mean that's kind of proved it because you didn't really know what was going on or you kind of ha didn't have that same oomph to it as a as a deep space nine fan would have i think that that's true for anything that this show does and is that they they ride that line and i think they do a great job of it oh totally agree where yeah. they're wanting to do fan service but also tell a good story to someone who's never watched this material before yeah so it felt like a normal episode for me because i do miss a lot of references Mm -hmm. um and we talk about that basically almost every episode there's something that's like oh did you see this in the background oh, that's great. what this means etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. so for me it just feels like a regular episode honestly it didn't feel like i was missing out because they gave me enough context clues i didn't need to know that they meant something major major mm -hmm. um so i don't know that i I don't know that I felt that I, the only relationship I knew that I was missing out on that I felt maybe would have mattered is actually Mariner's Ferengi buddy, Mr. Monocle. Mm. Yeah, because no, that's there was true. no, yeah. I had no context and it was very clear that they knew each other. So mm. because they didn't say anything about like what happened last time, I just was left to kind of go, I, I guess she knows him and I guess they're friends. Cause I didn't know if it was going to turn into a thing where she was doing something nefarious. Maybe yeah she was talking to him about some secret mission that she had started and that's what was eating her alive on the inside and maybe she's part mm -hmm. of the reason why peanut hamper is out there in the world like there's and, and she's talking to a ferengi about smuggling something since ferengis but it, there was nothing there it was just checking in with a friend and drinking and mm. someone saying i've evolved beyond this party life like go get your shit together yeah and so i kind of felt like i was missing something there more than i was missing mm. you know the 
Deep Space Nine references. Now I know I'm missing the Deep Space Nine references, but I don't ever want to watch Deep Space Nine because that show sucks. No, don't say that. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to uh, see your face when I, I said it. I may have to cut that out of the show. Oh, no. my goodness. Everyone can handle it. I'm kidding. You can take it. We're going to – we don't usually watch stuff in order unless it's live kind of like on the air right now. Deep Space Nine, we may just have to go episode one and go all the way through and just do 250 episodes of Deep Space Nine. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, good stuff. Well, I'm glad you still enjoyed it. I agree. It's kind of the lower end of the season, mainly because of the, the Mariner stuff, to be completely honest. But there are sins. So without further ado, let's head over to engineering. Battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sim brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows are seen, even our beloved Star Trek ambassador. You know, uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ambassador, go first. No, 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 you go first. No, I was kidding. No, you first. please, you can go first. Oh, no, 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 this is a lovely show. Um, this was a big one for me, a portable Genesis device. Oh my goodness. So this is the very beginning of the episode the Ferengi ship is throwing out a ton of weapons and stuff and they find a Genesis device and the other guy says it's too small and they said it's a portable version that's used for terraforming. Now, the Genesis device is a very dangerous weapon um, that when it detonates, it basically terraforms an entire planet. So it destroys all of the life that's on it and then recreates a new beautiful biome. And I'm just baffled that they've made mini versions that are just being tossed around with disruptors. There you go. I'm scared that it exists, and I'm scared that they're throwing it away. It did get destroyed. It did. Actually, that's really scary. I really hope that <laughs> there's a nebula out there now where that Frangy ship once was, and it's just creating all kinds of havoc. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be taking a sense from the chat because I don't have very many today. This one's from J.A. who says, Lita's reforms haven't included making the men nude instead of the women. And I'm just realizing that that's why the woman was nude in the background at the restaurant and I didn't realize it. Yeah, so there was a... Basically, the rule in Ferengi culture has always been the women aren't allowed to wear clothes. They they are not worthy of wearing clothes. Oh, I remember that from the episode whenever they kidnapped Deanna Troy exactly and, and they stripped and Lux, down her mum Luxwana Luxwana oh yeah Luxwana 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 you want to what now I apologize um, they yeah they don't think women need wear, wear clothing and it's actually Rom and Quark's mum who starts wearing clothes and kind of has a relationship with the previous Ferengi world leader and insists on reforms that say women can do business, they can own a business, they can own property, and they can Fuck wear clothes. yeah, they can. Yeah, so that's a recent development in Ferengi history. I like that. I like this sin because it means that it wasn't included and that men should be all... Yeah, I think that would kind of defeat the object if you then force the oh, men to right. be naked. If you're forcing them to, oh, like as a retaliation. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Doing, pulling a Barbie movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right, my next one is that I don't know how he worked out Keith was a traitor so conveniently quickly. That was quick. He like literally sniffed yeah. it. And I don't think Ferengi are famous Does for having have a good, good sense of smell. 
Like maybe if they could hear his heartbeat, Ringy. like maybe he can hear like an elevated pulse rate or something. But either way, Keith did something really dumb to give himself away, or that captain is psychic. Um, yeah, this this quick Google search isn't going to help that at all because I said, okay. "Can Frankie smell lies?" And mm. um, an unrelated link is all that's been given to me that says Frankie would smell like Axe body spray. So this is not anything <laughs> I need to go down. I don't know if I'm they not going, would. I'm not going down that one. I think they would smell like a really, really cheap version of an expensive, like, aftershave thing, cologne. <laughs> Your turn. This one's from Flyboy who says, Sin, Boimler's re realization that commercials just lie to you is funny as hell, but the sin is for the fact that commercials lie to you. <laughs> yeah yeah we would send that no regulations on on that stuff yeah i have a sin about councillor Miglimoo in general this is the bird councillor that turns up and outs oh. them um my big sin is that he conveniently outs them so conveniently just yeah. obviously like <laughs> i know it's deliberate but it's like that's not how you greet people <laughs> like we would send you for that um, but just in general, that if Boimler, Boimler, if Mariner ends up going to him for help, as she should, to find out why am I being so self-destructive, I think we're going to struggle to take him seriously because he is the butt of the joke a lot of the time and he is the comic relief when he's the ship's counsellor. And if the show wants to do something about helping Mariner work through her issues and whatnot, it's going to be hard to take Miglimoo serious now because he's always the... He kind of just makes one-liners about being a bird. He sure does. That's kind of just what he does. Yeah. Another sin about the TV uh, from the chat. I'd send Frankie TV for being so addictively binge-worthy, but instead I'll send binging and the time that I spent rewatching all 15 seasons of ER. <laughs> I feel this in my bones because I started to watch Grey's Anatomy and just decided that I needed to go back and watch every fucking episode of Grey's oh, Anatomy. No, a lot it took of me those. a long time. Isn't it still going? It's still Has going. It stopped? And then wow. and then the the uh, outlet that I had to watch it, I didn't pay for it anymore so now i mm. can't watch it so my streak has ended and it's, it's you have to start again I, no <laughs> no no this is just the life of a star trek fan though i just do laps of star trek like it's not like uh, oh i have to rewatch this it's i'm just gonna keep watching it <laughs> we don't rewatch; we just continue to watch that does actually link into my next sin which was that boimler looks wrecked and destroyed at the end of this episode and my sin is lightweight because ransom's like you watched eight hours of tv or whatever and i'm like eight hours get out of here like he i might look ate, like that like after shit. a month i think he was yeah. just eating chips Welcome to my life and then yeah i think fine. i saw one of those sodas beside him yeah which means he, he shouldn't ordered... look that bad after eight hours eight hours is lightweight that's easy that's not a binge that's a day I don't, yeah, I mean, maybe, unless the food gave him some sort of out. He looked like he was stoned. He yeah. looked like he was doing some sort of inhaled drug uh, out of some mm -hmm. sort of smoking apparatus, which Indeed. would have given which, me. No, no. Uh, okay. No. Okay. I mean, we watched 10 episodes of Deep Space Nine back to back while we were working. We just had them on in the background. Like, that's not difficult. That's nine hours gone. He just forgot to blink. That's the yeah. sin. I think that's what it is. Yeah. 
You should always blink if you're binging. Here's another one from chat from Cameron who says, Sin, every single Frankie has the same teeth. And by that, I mean identically drawn. I noticed that as well. It seemed mm. like the, the animation choices was to not really give them uh, individuality yeah. uh, in their, the in their little teeth regions. Yeah. Little, little, little diamonds. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, everything appears to be set up to catch them out as lying about being a couple. And it's just, it's, yeah, I know it's deliberate, but it's like this this hotel, the restaurant, the photographer, everything was specifically designed to make them have to overcommit to be even more uncomfortable. So yeah, we, we would send that. Yeah, we would definitely send yeah. stuff the, because the that's lie what we detecting, do. Like you said, the lie detecting chairs that know if you're lying and you have to say something you find attractive about the other person here's another one from flyboy who says the ferengi libraries are foreshadowing the future fate of libraries in real life read books people so the sin yeah. here is reading ding ding i mean because look what happens if you if you choose to read that means libraries exist and if libraries exist that means they turn into casinos yeah. so just don't read that's the sin just don't read yeah just let them die <laughs> don't do that let don't knowledge do die let the books die yeah there are like no libraries in England anymore. It's crazy. Um, uh, my next sin, I just literally wrote this. Who boy, the Frankie stuff got wrapped up quick. Um, it really did. Like the the treaty at oh, the end. Oh yeah, that was fast. So fast. Freeman comes in with the trick. They sign it. They backpedal, and then they sign the actual agreement. And I'm like, wow, that was that was immediate. It was so fast. This worked perfectly, Freeman. So, like, way too perfectly. But at the same time, I was really impressed because that would have meant that everybody read the contract before showing up to the meeting. And I don't know yes. about you. That, no, how many meetings have you been to where it's like, did you read the contract? And they're like, yeah, yeah I sure did. And you know that they didn't. And so no. then there's this like ethical obligation to kind of go, okay, let's go over it line by line and make sure you know what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um here's another one sin like most sacred scriptures the rules of acquisition contradict themselves so the sin is for Always. sacred scripture <laughs> <laughs> and to quote another show just wait for the translation um that's when it really gets messy like they contradict themselves in the intended language wait until people start translating them into different languages and see how that changes the interpretation uh yeah i completely agree um this is a really nitpicky sin they mention the or the the uh, uh, Mariner's Ferengi friend mentions that the last time she got demoted was because she crashed, she crashed at her birth, and that is a type of starship. It's the oh. same class as the USS Pegasus, and it's one of my favourite designs because it's so kooky. And I have one, and they didn't show us one animated. So don't mention the birth if you're not going to animate one and show it to me. But in my head, the one that she crashed is the Pegasus, um, which would mean that she was around during TNG times. And I would love that. Yeah. It would also mean that Riker and Mariner were on the same ship at some point. And I don't think that lines up unless Mariner is 45 or she 50. She could be. You never know. She could be. She could be. Her mother would then be also very young. Yes. <laughs> or older than we think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about a sin removal from chat for Rutherford's attempts at pet names during the episode, <laughs> like Muffin Top? <laughs> That's not what you want. Also, Smoopsy. Smoopsy. I loved that because they were so. Um, I really like he. He really struggled. Yeah. And the voice acting on that As was fun I. to listen to. 
I the the voice acting is top notch. It's incredible. Slug balls. Yep. <laughs> Love sniff. Sometimes they just devolved into sounds. Uh-huh. Muffle <laughs> me. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I don't have any more sins. I think that's all of them. Um, unless we dive in for another half an hour. Do you have any more today? I have a sin off suggestion in the chat for the sluggo chips, but that's it. Okay. Um, there's sluggo cola as well, which I think is actually mentioned in Deep Space Nine, um, which is uh, amazing. Love that. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we would be doing season four, episode seven. <laughs> we will be doing episode seven of Love Dex as we ramp up to the back end of season four. Come and join us live, 12.30 Central on the Cinema Sins live Twitch channel and the CSPN Twitch channel, uh, YouTube channel at the live tab on the YouTubes. Come and join us and say hi. And if not, listen to the episode on Wednesdays. One of the peers, patrons of the Sin Club, get it on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central. That sounds so exciting. And, and so exciting, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my quote as a reaction to that. Okay. You don't have to throw up in my mouth twice. Let's do it. <laughs> and I'm what a human would look like if God was stupid. Oh, no. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. You Mikey Mike. Let's have a look. Hello, hello, hello. I have moved Aaron's stuff around. He doesn't like it when I do that. I've I've made I've made a series of errors, Captain. Oh no. I'm getting used to this. First, I've made coffee, which is not an error. No, that's a good thing. You need coffee. But I put on that lip gloss that I've told you about that's like putting icy hot. Oh, the spicy one? Yeah. Uh-huh, right, So there's right, a right. mix of sensations. My, my lips yeah. are aflame. Yeah. And I have coffee. I feel like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've also brushed my teeth. Yeah. Wait. And... Just now? And, yeah, like right before... <laughs> right. I brushed my teeth, and then I put mm-hmm. on the lip gloss, and then I stirred my coffee up. Yeah. And I yeah. also... But the biggest error of all is that I wanted to have a snack while we watched the show... And right. I wanted it to be salsa and chips. But, but that's so many different flavors. Like, that's, do you have Tabasco why, to hand? That's that's why I've made an error. I've made a, I've made a significant errors today. The replicator would not allow you to order all of those things at once. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, you don't want this. I really wanted salsa. You can eat the salsa. Just maybe give it a minute. I think I'll eat the salsa... And then I'll reheat. I'll, I'll just have to just do the thing where I just I have coffee after salsa because it can't be coffee then salsa. It has to be salsa then coffee, right? I mean, yeah, I think you can get away with either. But if you have to pick one, then yeah. Well, I do. If I'm gonna have it, I have to decide. I, no, that's I am. True. I am making the choice. But I don't really mind mixing those things. Coffee and salsa doesn't seem wise. I mean, if you're going for the flavor of it. Fine. If it's functional, then it's not a big deal. You just don't worry about taste and you just consume yeah. the, the stuff. But if you're going for flavor. Yeah. yeah, but then you wouldn't have coffee with anything. That's true. Well, no, no, no. I like coffee with certain kinds of cookies. Biscuits, yeah. Coffee and biscuits is nice. Yeah. But aren't your biscuits more like crackery? No, 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 no. Crackers are crackers. Biscuits are biscuits. I'm going to tell you something. 
I'm going to confess okay. to something because, you know, you're back in town. So now it's now this is really important. <laughs> Let's do it. You left something at my house. Oh, no. <laughs> you left a blue, tightly packed, oddly rigid sleeve of quote unquote cookie things. Teeth. They were like, they were like really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malted milks. Yeah. I don't think they were called or malted rich teas. anything. Hmm? Rich teas? Rich tea biscuits? Maybe. Nice? Were they just called nice biscuits? But they're blue. Yeah, blue packaging? Yeah. Or blue biscuits? Blue packaging? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. then I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to dip into a tea or something. Yes, correct, but not, not unattended. Did you do it on your own? What do you mean, unattended? You need lessons. How? You can't just... Cause, because what will happen is you'll lose the biscuit in the tea. I mean, hi, I'm Danae. I'm not an infant. I can figure uh, out... Okay, right. Everybody that is English right now is scoffing and laughing because even the best among us, even the most avid tea drinkers, have lost biscuits in tea. I, I This happened to me last I've, week. I've lost cookies in milk. Like, I know how that works. You just can't let it soak too long, right? Yeah, but it's these. But you don't know these biscuits. Each biscuit has a different timing for it and depending on how hot the tea is. Ah. So I was going to guide you into it uh -huh. so that we okay. didn't have any unnecessary ca casualties. I chucked them in the bin. They tasted like shit. What? Just, that's what I was going to confess to you. Did they not taste good? They were horrible. Maybe I just got some bad ones. Maybe you have a problem with your flavor palette. Oh, no. Yeah, maybe you're just a dick today. <laughs> I was like, oh, these look yummy and I don't need them to be super sweet or anything. Weren't? But No interesting i really want to know what they were because i remember bringing biscuits and i did forget to i ate have them. three of them to be sure and by the way <laughs> none of them fell apart in my tea okay so this whole like oh you american you don't know how to soak up a biscuit <laughs> is you don't I, I, you guys so I rarely clearly have to do, it. do as i've already have done it i can't well, I prove it, right. it to you anymore because no. i chucked them well, because you didn't like it, I think that means you did it wrong. If you did done it right, you'd have liked the biscuit. Can I show you something? Yeah, but I have a question about toothbrushes in space first. Okay, okay, go for it, go for so, it. So, so, like, I know, like, in the Star Trek universe, they have sonic showers, but do they just open their mouth and then it's just cleaned off? Um, we haven't seen a toothbrush. No, we haven't seen any oral hygiene. Oral hygiene? I would think, like, you have the dermal regenerators uh. that can, like seal up wounds we saw dr Tarana use one there has got to be a little doodad that just goes yeah. in your mouth and descales deplaques or you know what it's i'm so dumb they'll have it baked into the food and water you know like how we have fluoride in the water they'll have an anti-plaque thing in all of their food and water no i'm so dumb whenever they go through a transporter the transporter is programmed to beam out all of the plaque. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a plaque. No plaque. No, no, no specific choice. like oral yeah. bacterias. <laughs> okay, okay. I like how you got there. You're like, I'm so dumb. I'm still dumb. I'm the dumbest one. You got to think in Star Trek terms, Ian. Amateur. Did you know that they're working on a drug that will regrow teeth? No. Is, I'm scared for this personally. Like, how do you know it's going to regrow the tooth in the shape that you want it? Oh, in, in case it regrows in incisor? It's just that all of a sudden we're just walking around with like tusks and such. Oh, mouth full of molars. I think that would be weirder. Just having all molars at the front. 
Or like, you know, when people don't cut their fingernails or toenails and they just and they grow curl. all wonky yeah. and they curl. Like we just have curly weird teeth. It could be available within the next, sometime in the next 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So whenever you see a science thing that says five to 10 years, it means they don't know. Scientists in Japan have developed a drug that can regrow teeth and they're nearly ready to begin human trials. So well, there's just probably a whole bunch of like rats and such just have teeth on that's the back terrifying. of their bodies. Yeah. No, no, no. That's true. That's true. Have you seen the movie Teeth? No. No. Where, 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 where do you think the the uh, horror movie would put teeth where there should not be teeth? Your anus. The other one. I'm just trying to figure out how you're talking about a va- like the vaginal yep. canal as quote unquote the other one to the, the anus. The other you one. You have you have an anus and you don't have a vagina, so no. how would that work for you? The other one. The other one. Well, I just for I you? wouldn't have it. No. The other one on a woman, biologically speaking. There, there we are. Yeah. There we are. Okay. Um, so just whether, yeah, in there, teeth. But yeah, this this movie is about that and men having their penis bitten off. Oh, so it's like an active tooth situation. Mm. It's not like she can chomp. She can chomp. She can chomp oh. and bite down. Yeah, I think it's meant to be a commentary on something. Vasectomies? Yes. <laughs> it's not a very subtle one. <laughs> She's a vasectomist. The need for more birth control for men. Yeah, <laughs> Rather exactly. than just a vasectomy. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Wow. Although I don't think that's a good contraception because it's in there. What's in there? The the penis. <laughs> it's in, to get bitten off. It has to be in there. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if there was more options, people wouldn't have to have their penis bitten off. True. Yeah. To to become sterile. This is some incentive too. Yeah. When you just wrote a message that said um, um, sets out banner that reads chaos, and I read that as boner. You read the word banner as. Boner. boner yeah i did absolutely yeah just a reminder everyone this is an r-rated show and if you're a plus. child you should yeah. not be watching it 18 plus please yeah. uh and if you're here without consent from your parents you're gonna just need to go ahead and just hit the x yeah move along you don't want to be move, here move along little little doggy i wonder how old our youngest listener is that's a great yeah. question yeah <laughs> Do we need to add like a little warning to the beginning of our episodes? That ship has sailed. We're on episode 96. <laughs> that has happened. I watched a show called Big Brother Australia and I watched the year that the pandemic started. Mm, okay. It was really interesting because like partway through is when the pandemic like really got serious and they had to... Well, I guess the advantage is they're already isolating. Yep, yep. But then they're hearing about how the world is shutting down while they're stuck in this. It was very strange. But anyways, there's this this guy, his name I think was Kieran, and he would just do that a lot. And he was driving his housemates nuts. And so they did like a little (laughs) super cut of all the times he was doing that. It It was delightful. That is absolutely like when you get cabin fever, it doesn't matter. The logic is irrelevant anything will annoy you people were put up for eviction because they ate like the last couscous <laughs> someone has to have it <laughs> uh phil says y'all notice the paramount paramount emblem behind boimler when he was watching tv and commenting about a commercial in a show i did notice that because it kind of like all the stars went and it, I, uh, I didn't know if it made a sound or not but in my imagination it did could, i missed could that could be real entirely i think i was taking notes i totally missed the paramount reference though yeah because i thought what was that and that's what it was phil 
And that That's is brilliant. fucking brilliant. It really is. Like them That's putting so an advertisement smart. in that show. That's Rick and Morty levels of clever. Here's uh, one from Slab that I missed. Big sin for me is why are the Ferengi allowed into the Federation? And why do the Ferengi want to join? Seems to go against everything we learned about them from DS9, even with their reforms. It's only been a few years. It's quick. Yeah, it's probably, I think we're looking at like, I can do the math on this, 27, six years past Deep Space Nine, seven at the most. So it is quick, but they mentioned that because the shipping lanes are being attacked it's accelerated their wish to join the federation but i think after the Domin after the dominion war this kind of stuff really accelerated and the federation and starfleet were reaching out to more people to kind of make alliances so i'm i'm fine with it i think i'm it's exciting like it's really cool zinc says i really like this ian period very formal yeah. ferengi with an h is an old persian word for European or foreigners in general. So there you go. Period. Mm. I love that. That's really cool. I like that. I had a feeling it would come from somewhere. Um, question. Um, what is Moab for? This is the one that was brought up, right? Yeah, I need to Google. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Moab 4. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Moab 4, Memory Alpha. Barren fourth planet in the Moab system located in the Moab sector. It was the home to a human genome colony. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew that part. Yeah. Give me the part we don't know anything about because we all know that part already. Yeah. Home to the human genome colony. That part right there. That part. Read, read, read that part. Oh, the Masterpiece Society. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what we're Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a weird episode. So that's like there are some people that have like been genetically engineered and stuff and their roles are decided ahead of time so you're either born to be the leader a pianist an artist an engineer and you don't really get to choose and no one's allowed to leave so of course the enterprise turns up and everyone wants to leave of course <laughs> thus problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and diana falls in love with somebody there you go when was the last time you did trek or triction right that's a great a great question so Full disclosure, I stopped doing Trek or Triction because I think I was doing a bad job of it. Because <gasps> oh. I... Oh, hold on. Let me cue some sad music. Will you, will you hang Have on you for got a some? second? Yeah, let me... Yeah, I'll wait. Let me just... Let me see if I can pull up some sad, sad music, you know, like... <laughs> nope. I, you have to make it work. Oh, we're just going to stick for this. Okay. I have an apology. So I don't think Trek or Triction was working very well because I don't know. Maybe I was doing too good a job because like you were really struggling to guess one way or the other. Like it was too ridiculous or too easy. Like you didn't have enough to latch onto to logically decide if it's an episode or not. So I may need to re-engineer it and try it again. How did you feel about it, Danae? Was it frustrating for you or did you enjoy it? Or did you enjoy the frustration? What I remember about Trek Retriction was it's I think it's fun for the person who knows the answer that's listening. Mm. And exactly. it doesn't matter how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that though. I don't want it to be more fun for me than it is for you. Okay, okay. You know the games that are like choose your own adventure? Mm, okay. So what if we what if we evolve trek or triction to be something like Choose your trek. Should I explain it before you start getting excited? No, I'm gonna title it first. 
<laughs> Honestly, choose your trek works well. So pick a pick a random episode in your mind that you know really, 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 really well. Okay. But give, give me a second. Um like super, um, also one that we super have well. No, yeah. no, no, okay. it could be one that no, I've no, seen no. before. Yeah. That's okay. totally fine. Yep. Okay. Got it. So, mm -hmm. so then you would pick like the first wacky thing that happens and then you would make something up and then I would have to choose which one I wanted it to be and then see how oh, close I got to the real version. Nice. So that way okay. it's kind of like a choose your own adventure, like a plot your own course, Cameron, exactly like that. Nice. Plot your own course. So is it multiple choice and you have Just to try two. and pick the right one? I mean, if at the end you can tell me how many I got that were right. Okay. I like that. I can do that. Is my nose wonky? Wonky? What do you mean wonky? Like bent to one side, like over there a bit. You have run into several poles and met them with your face, I've heard. Twice. Yeah. So probably. It's happened twice. Yeah. Are you just now realizing this? What, that I ran into the poles? No, I realized at the time. It was really painful. No, I meant like that your nose is wonky. Yeah, just now. Why would you be the camera? It could like be kind of deviated. The, the lighting? It could be the lighting. You shouldn't do this because no? then... No, but it's it's like the Tom Cruise thing. Oh, once when you, you realize see he has his little teeth. teeth yeah. yeah, once you see it, you can never watch him again. And we're back to teeth. <laughs> <laughs>